From the studios of Teeing It Up in the swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling for Super Bowl weekend, Friday, February 9th, 2024. Danny Fleck is with us. We made it, Danny. Uh, we're still not there. <laughs> well, a couple more days, but we're almost there. Uh, all right, so you want to talk some golf first, and then we'll get into it? Maybe then tennis, and then in, and then the Super Bowl? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, so... We have KC and we have San Fran. Um, I've seen places that think that this is going to be a, a, a KC blowout. Sorry, a, a San Fran blowout. I've seen places think that this is a, a super close game. Uh, we know that this is a less talented Chiefs team than prior teams that have won during this dynasty-esque run. So I guess I will open up my questioning with quote Kansas City wins this game because Patrick Mahomes right I think that's a simple answer to it um, you know if we want to get into the weeds I, I definitely think that there's areas to this game that you look at from a handicapping perspective and that's what makes the Super Bowl unique too you know because Week by week, you know, we're looking at games, betting on games. You're really taking the game from a space value perspective. You know, who's going to just cover the spread? Who's going to hit the points? Who's going to do this and do that? The Super Bowl is so much more nuanced, right? Because you're looking at different props. You know, there's a lot of different types of, of handicapping and, and previewing that you're doing in order to get an understanding of what you think is going to happen. So looking at this game... I did a couple of things. I went, I went back to the previous Super Bowl that these two teams played in. I wanted to see just, you know, what the flow of the game was like to remind myself, you know, how these two teams um, were executing. Um, and granted, Casey's a way different team than they were four years ago. But the 49ers are pretty similar. Uh, they have a very similar type of, of, of approach, right? They have a strong run game. Um, they've definitely upgraded their running game, running back position since then. Um, a, a game manager type quarterback, if you want to call Brock Purdy that, you know, some would say that, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo at that point in time in his career when he would be brought into the Super Bowl is probably at a very similar level than, than Brock Purdy. Uh, you still have Kittle, Debo, um, you add in Ayuk, you look at that defense, very similar type of structure, etc. Then I went back and looked at the game that was played last year because I think that game is a little bit more representative of what we might be seeing um, on Sunday. And I took a step back and tried to understand, you know, how did Casey attack this defense and, and what did San Francisco do? And I came to the conclusion that Kansas City, despite some of their offensive deficiencies, still has a path to producing offensive production um, outside of what our traditional uh, view of this Kansas City offense might be. So I took a look and decided, you know, if I'm handicapping this game, if I'm going after and betting this game, I had to, one, in my mind, understand what type of game flow I expect from this game. And I expect it's going to be a close game. But I do think there's going to be more offense than people might realize, uh, just given that the strengths of these teams, I do believe, line up with the weaknesses of these teams. So when Kansas City has the ball, I 
expect them to do a lot of run play action uh, in their in their offense. We saw Detroit and Green Bay utilize this to great effectiveness against against San Francisco. They were able to run the ball consistently and effectively against them throughout the entire game. No matter the situation, no matter the score, down a distance, it was a pretty consistent a- approach from these teams being able to run the ball against this Kansas City defense. With that comes play action. And there are areas on this Kansas, on this San Francisco defense that are ripe for the picking off their play action. Their boundary is not as solid as some people think. You know, they have a pretty decent corner in Church Xavier's Ward, but other than that, there is opportunity for them to create mismatches across the field with their cornerback wide receiver matchups. Their safety play is also not that good. And, and one thing that hasn't been spoken about a lot is San Francisco lost one of the more dynamic defensive players in the league in uh, Tufanga earlier this year. And I believe we can correlate that injury to some of their drop-off in their defensive play. So I do believe that there's opportunity in the middle of the field for Kelsey to operate. I do think they can take advantage of their inexperience at the corners, at the corner positions. And I do think we'll see more of a emphasis on Mahomes to take off and run with the ball if the opportunity presents itself. Presents itself. Uh, but I do think Pacheco is going to be a big part of this game. I do think they're going to be able to run the ball. I do think they're going to be able to to get Kelsey open in the middle of the field. And I do think that their outside perimeter play with Rasheed Rice on the short passes that we saw the last couple weeks will be there for them to take advantage of. Flip that over now, and you have San Francisco. I believe if San Francisco runs the ball 30 times in this game, at least, they are going to win the game. My question is, does San Francisco have the patience to do that? Does Shanahan have the wherewithal and patience to say, we're going to run the ball, get it into McCaffrey's and Debo's hands as many times as possible? Because I do think that this game on both sides is going to be running through a very small number of players. I don't think there's going to be a lot of involvement from the periphery, as we've seen in some Super Bowls. I do think both teams are very top-heavy with what their skills with their skill players. So does Shanahan have the patience to say, hey, we're going to run the ball 30 times, we're going to get McCaffrey the ball at least 20 to 25 times, Debo the ball at least you know, 8 to 12 times in this game? Because that's where their advantages do lie. I don't know if they have that patience. I don't know if they have that ability to say that we're going to do this. Because I do think that there's going to come a point where they stress a little bit about what the, what the game is providing. And Kansas City's deficiency is in their run game. We saw Baltimore completely abandon the run against them two weeks ago. And one has to think, you know, why did they do that? Baltimore's passing attack isn't better than San Francisco's. So that's how I look at this game, is if, if Kansas City can, can be patient on their end and run the ball and create mismatches, they should win. If San Francisco is patient and runs the ball, they should win. But we have two coaches here who I think at times gets away from what's working. But the difference is one team has Patrick Mahomes and the other team has Brock Purdy. 
and those off-script plays are going to show up, and I, I trust Mahomes to make them more than I do Brock Purdy at this point in his career. Uh, and as you and I both know, uh, those coaches get a little antsy. <laughs> Gosh, and, 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 and Andy Reid get a little bit antsy and want to, um, you know, try some stuff and uh, just just see, test the waters instead of sticking to um, what what works best. I, 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 I want to ask you a question about Isaiah Pacheco, um, who I think is the X factor in this game for Kansas City just because of the time that he can take off the clock, if need be, versus, um, you know, trying to make sure that that, that San Fran does not get in enough possessions. Is there a way in the Andy Reid playbook that you just keep running Pacheco, running Pacheco, running Pacheco, maybe you run Mahomes once or twice, it is at the Super Bowl after at all, and he becomes the guy, not Kelsey over the middle, not, you know, Rice down, down the field or whatever, that can take the ball out of Purdy's hands. Because I, I, I do think this could be a flip the coin, let's see how it goes, one score game. Yeah, I, I think that Pacheco is going to get the ball about 15 to 20 times in this game. Um, one interesting thing I did here this week listening to various you know outlets to get some understanding of this game too is San Francisco's defense, based off the data, they are in their pre-snap look 80% of the time. Hmm meaning that they're not making any sort of movements, they're not, you know, they're not blitzing, they're not, you know, dropping people back in coverage, disguising their coverage. They are, they, they seem to be a defense based off that data that lines up and says, this is what we're doing, beat us. And that made, made me think a little bit, because if you remember back to the game last year, there were two distinct plays where Kansas City made something out of nothing with motion. That Skymore touchdown, and then the Kadarius Tony two-point conversion. Yep. Same play, flipped on the side, they used motion to create a mismatch, and to create space, and they got points off of those plays. I expect a lot of that in the passing game. So it may not be deep shots down the field, but you're looking at creating that motion to open up horizontal passes that are an extension of your run game. And and they've done that a lot with Rasheed Rice. They'll probably do it with Kelsey. Kelsey scored like that against Buffalo. Is using those motions to create that space in that short intermediate passing game that will create opportunities for them to basically have an extension of the run game. Because I do not think that Kansas City is going to line up and run the ball 25 times straight. But I do think that they're going to be creative enough with their play calling and their motions and their sets to create that mismatch in that short area and, again, attack their corners who are the weakness of this defense. You know, running 25 times down the middle of this defensive line will probably create some plays for them. But you have to think over the, long, over the longevity of the game that guys like Bosa, Hargrave, Armstead, Warner, Greenlaw, they're going to be making those plays close to the line of scrimmage. 
So you have to attack the boundaries of the San Francisco team. And once you start doing that and creating that motion, eventually you're going to open up the defense and they're going to extend out, which is why the middle of the field is going to be open and you can attack those safeties. So I see a lot of that happening, especially if that defense is stagnant 80% of the time. You're allowing Mahomes to basically dictate where he wants to go with the ball before he even snaps the ball. And in the event that they do create some sort of confusion, I do think that if your defense is predicated on a line-up-and-go strategy, there's going to be confusion on that back end. And who's covering who and who's got what space and everything, and I think you'll see some breakdowns if that's the case if San Francisco looks to be aggressive on the defensive side and bring pressure because they're just not used to doing that. So Kansas City can create that space on the edge by doing a lot of the motions, by doing some of that stuff on the on the perimeter, extending that run game, which will open up that defense a little bit, and then you have the opportunity to then attack the middle of the field. Um, you know, I, I, I take this back to one of the games, too, like when – New England playing Seattle back, you know, in their in that Super Bowl. That middle of the defense, especially up front, was so strong. I thought that the best way for New England to attack that defense was outside in. So you work on the perimeter and then you work yourself inside by creating those mismatches inside eventually once the defense extends. Kansas City should take a similar approach in this game. And I think as the game wears on, you'll start to see that middle of the field open up a little bit. Danny Flicker with us here on Teeing It Up. Uh, we got to talk special teams. Very important to talk special teams in games like this. Yeah, I, I mean, San Francisco shaky. At least in their kicking game with their field goal kicker. Uh, and you're looking then on the other side at one of the best kickers in the league yep. that, has, that has played in this environment multiple times and has kicked in this stadium multiple times. The advantage is, is clearly with Kansas City on that edge. And, and you have to think, too, um, you know, San Francisco can tend to be a little more conservative with their play calling. You know, if you have like a fourth down and two, fourth down and – now, let's flip to the script a little bit. We were all down Dan Campbell after that Detroit game, yeah. you know, going forward on those fourth down calls. What if San Francisco's in that position? How much do you trust Dan uh, uh, Jake Moody. Exactly. And what if you go for it the first time and you don't get it? Then what? You know, so San Francisco could find themselves in those positions. And do you trust McCaffrey? I mean, I would rather get McCaffrey the ball or Debo the ball in that spot than, than send out Jake Moody. But if, if Shanahan's MO is to be more conservative and take the points and take the situation, then you're trying out a field goal kicker that in the playoffs and hasn't been that consistent for you. So it's going to be interesting to see if those situations arise for San Francisco and how they handle it. But one would think that with Harrison Butker on the other side, that Kansas City has a distinct advantage here to, you know, grab points in certain situations that maybe San Francisco is unable to do so. Absolutely. By the way, Harrison Butker's missed field goal in the first quarter of last year's Super Bowl led to CBS creating Doink Cam a camera embedded in the goalpost. They are debuting this uh, this Super Bowl to try and hopefully get uh, the, the view of a doink. 
Yeah, I mean, new technology, pylon <laughs> cams, new technology, all kinds of things. But yes, Doink Cam, all because of a missed Harrison Butker um, field goal last year. Although he is way more reliable, as you said, for this one. You never know what's going to come out of a Super Bowl. Uh, this is an interesting game. I, I see a lot of opportunity for both teams to be successful. Um, and I see two coaching staffs that have been at the top of the sport the last couple of years. My concern with San Francisco is the last couple of weeks, they've had slow starts. And Purdy's taken a lot of time to get back into the game. And you have played teams that have allowed you to get back into the game. And is that going to be the case this week? I don't think so. I think that Kansas City defensively with Spagnolo, who is probably one of the best defensive coordinators in these types of situations, is not going to let them come back from 10 points down or, you know, seven points down, whatever it is. And if Brock Purdy does end up in a situation where he makes mistakes early, how does Shanahan call the game the rest of the way? You know, if your advantage is to run the ball, then Purdy, when he does pass, should be created, should be given opportunities to have high percentage plays. But if you find yourself in a spot where you're chasing the game a little bit and you're requiring Purdy to throw the ball and those mistakes are happening, then what? And I think that's the big difference for me, too, in this game is that they've been such slow starters in the last, since the Baltimore game, that I don't have faith in that offense to start the game. And that's why I'm leading Kansas City to win this game because Kansas City, on the other hand, has been very productive and very efficient in the first half of games. And San Francisco has not the last couple of weeks. So that diff, that that tips the scale a little bit. If, if you're not efficient early on to start off, how does Shanahan adjust and, and what does he do? Because if you're you're afraid to throw the ball with Purdy in any situation, then it becomes that much easier to, to play defense against you. Real quick, Danny, isn't it amazing that Mr. Irrelevant is the starting quarterback in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, we see these stories all the time pop up in football. Um, it's clear that Brock Purdy is in the right situation at the right time with the San Francisco team. The coaching that's been done there, again, they've been a, a top coaching staff, I think, within within the NFL for the last couple of years. And you look at the tree that's been developed by Shanahan over that time and the number of head coaches that we already have seen hired the last couple of years from, from that team really is an indictment on how well they've done there. You know, this is a situation we I don't think we've seen before since, you know, Brady obviously took off, but it's one of those things where, you know, he has an opportunity here to really do something special. It's just that he's going up against the best quarterback in the league right now who has two Super Bowls, uh, two Super Bowl MVPs under his belt and I think lives for these opportunities. So... It's a tough ask to say to him to go out there and win the game, but I do think that in all these games, there are going to be plays that he has to make, and he has to make them in order for San Francisco to win. And finally, final score. Again, I think this game is going to be a little bit more 
up and down that maybe people are, are, are thinking. Again, I think the defensive deficiencies that each team have will be exploited at certain points in this game. I do expect some explosive plays to come out of the run game for both teams. Um, and I do expect some mistakes to occur for San Francisco with Purdy, maybe giving Kansas City a short field. I think Kansas City wins this game 28-24. I have 31-28 Kansas City, the experience overriding everything else. Uh, Danny, as always, it's a pleasure, and it has been a pleasure all this season for your insights. Thank you for joining us on Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling. No problem, my man. Have a good one. You got it. Enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday, and uh, everybody out there, enjoy their Super Bowl Sunday.